0: Just a few short days away from one of the most eagerly anticipated Bonnaroo lineups ever, so while we wait, we'll check in on some friends from their farm in Nashville. Repeat, repeat has a brand new album, twenty-seven tracks deep, which includes this song. We dive into the album, their new studio space, and Jared's love for TikTok. Today on the What Podcast, which bands this year that matter, it starts with Repeat, Repeat right now. Yeah. cast which bands this year that matter we are just days away from learning uh the lineup for 2023 Barry taco very excited to see you guys uh the anticipation mounting are you starting to shiver with anticipation are you quivering <laughs> yeah. yeah happy new year happy oh, yeah. new year oh yeah, yeah. yeah. how's the
1: holiday what'd you guys do it was good yeah we had a bunch of family events uh-huh. and uh had a had a toddler stay with us for a week. Taco, and, uh, you went to Barry's house. Yeah, yeah, he destroyed
0: everything. Yeah, I got everything. <laughs> Drank all his PBR. Yeah.
2: Pe- yeah we're peed still everywhere. Recovering. Yeah, peed yeah. everywhere. That's right.
1: Yeah, we're we're finding things in places we didn't know they could be put, including
0: your so. butt. Yeah, exactly. Hey, Hey. exactly. <laughs> Fair enough.
2: What? Uh, <laughs> fair enough.
0: So, so, what did you do, Taco? It was the holiday lake?
2: Uh, I took the nephew down to the lake where my mm-hmm. aunt lives and got on the boat. Got to ride the boat around.
0: Nice boats and buses. This man has yeah. a. Uh, he is, He's. He's right in. Right in the pocket, isn't he? He never really changes. <laughs> never really wavers. Boats and hose. Nice. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> When I think of you yeah. that's the first few words that come to mind absolutely that's right
1: how was everything how was everything up there you
0: know it's weird i was uh, just Talking about this, I made a list. I just scribbled this morning when I woke up all the shows that I've seen since moving to New York. And I'm sure wow. I'm going to miss some of them, but I'm, it's somewhere like 48. You know, I'm not trying to say that, oh, look at me. But, but there is this thing of, I know that it's difficult for some people. And that's why, you know, they love Bonnaroo and, and go to Bonnaroo every year or, or Coachella, etc. But man, it's it, when you have access to all of these shows up here, it really does... You know, change your perspective on, you know, going to these festivals. I I can't imagine if I went to these shows how much this would cost me. I have no idea how much this would cost me. It's a lineup, right? It is a festival lineup that, you know, you look around, and if you ask me to spend $300 on this, that's a steal.
1: It's an absolute steal. I know. I know. It's nuts. uh, I've thought about that. It, It sounds, like you said, it sounds like you're bragging or whatever, but it's like, oh, I've seen them. I've seen them, you know. Saw that show, saw that show, it's incredible. You the number of bands and acts that you get to see at a festival. And that's uh, and
3: speaking of
0: you know I brought Coachella. Did did I, did you say that there was a Coachella rumor? I feel like we should have had the Coachella lineup by now.
1: I thought there. I'm, I mean, I'm looking at a story that.
0: Oh, this that was posts. this was the thing that came out this morning about Drake yeah. and the. Yeah, okay. I remember. I, I saw Bad this, Bunny, I saw yeah. This. I I feel like the Coachella lineup is quite late. I always feel like we get it sometime around, you know, the 1st of December. Am I wrong about that?
1: It seems like, you know, around this time we get, they start coming, as we know, as we're going to probably talk about Well, it's always before Bonnaroo. Bonnaroo comes, you know? It's
0: always before Bonnaroo. And based on our... Chat with Corey and Brad. They basically told us when the lineup's coming out, and we've got, what, 10, 12 days? Is it going to be the 12th? Thursday's the 12th. Or is the, the, the 10th? It's always the Tuesday the 10th. Yeah, it's going to be a Tuesday. Yeah, Tuesday the 10th, yeah. Best idea is just go back and listen to the episode with Brad and Corey. They tell us when it's coming out. So yeah. uh, we could just do that. It would be a lot easier. Uh,
1: Actually, if I remember right, you told us, and they didn't deny it. Okay,
0: okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> so we can take that however you want. I
0: also asked them about
1: Taylor Swift, and they did deny. <laughs> they did.
0: Okay. Just yeah. making sure. Rather quickly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, excited this uh, week. We'll talk uh, a little bit about uh, Bonaru and some, some rumors and, and uh, ideas and speculations uh, here in a little bit. But we have a uh, special guest today that if you went through the lineup of guests that we've had on the show, they would be probably our three-night headliner you know they they'd play three shows because they not only are our house band but also yeah. uh, very good friends and i think still hold the record and it's just going to add it to the the overall count today the overall record of most podcast appearances aren't they uh, top of our list they're up
2: there um yeah. i think that's why their their band name is repeat repeat cuz they repeat <laughs> guests
0: rinse rinse and repeat yeah repeat 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 repeat. yeah uh yeah the kids of uh repeat repeat jared and Kristen repeat are uh our guests today for a lot of reasons mostly because yeah they have a new album out but we haven't talked to them all season all last year we didn't
1: have them on the show once i was gonna say mostly because we like them yeah that's what and they're fun yeah (laughs) they're a lot of fun and uh and well, we'll talk about it when when they come on. But uh, yeah, they they are as much a part of our show as anybody, really. Um, yeah. In in their own way, they're the fourth. You hear they're their, the fourth and fifth hosts. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah.
0: They
2: they You hear their music every time we come on. Yeah. Yeah, and they did our theme song. I love these guys.
0: Uh, yeah, and I'll, I'll talk about the theme song here in a second. Let's uh, step away for a second. When we come back, repeat, repeat our guests on the What Podcast. And there's Jared's crotch. <laughs> How exciting.
3: Wow. Hi. Look, at these, look at these beautiful faces. Can you hear us? Coming in hot.
0: You are coming in really hot. Okay. How are you guys? Oh, we are
3: good. Just dialing in everything.
0: Wait a second. Is, are you in the studio? Is this the, the fame oh, yeah, studio on the, the hill? Yeah. Oh, wow. Wow, look at <laughs> that. Christmas wow. tree. Look at that. <laughs> I, uh, awesome. First off, it, it, take us around the studio. It, explain the new space because it's fully outfitted now, right?
3: It's fully outfitted, yes. Uh, <clears throat> I'm worried that if I unplug my laptop that... Um, no, you don't have to do that. It's really okay. You don't,
0: you don't have to do that. do you that. Know, just tell me about it. Tell me about the room. Um,
3: it's what? so pretty. It's it, so well done. It's like a 600-square-foot cabin in the woods uh, that also sleeps like eight, so you can come from out of town and make a record and... Stay for a week or more, and uh, it's awesome. It's like our little getaway for us to make music and for other artists to come and make music and we have this amazing view that's like hundreds and hundreds of acres faces sunset <clears throat> and it's up here in the Tennessee foothills. It's great We
0: saw it I saw the the drone thing that you put out, Oh my God. How dreamy is that space? How dreamy is that view? Yeah, we uh,
4: lived here for two and a half years before we ever saw the view. So once we saw the view, we knew we had to do something with it. And then the pandemic sort of helped guide us into what we would be doing with it. Uh And that is making music from home. Yeah. (laughs) So, yeah, now we just come up here every day
3: and see
0: what we can All right, so the walk from the house to the hill. You know, how many like barnyard animals do you have to <laughs> well, dodge as you four, Okay. Have-
3: well, on our property and then we have neighbors that have a rooster and chickens and Yeah. and cows and everything like that. There's crows up here and deer. Why, you know, we have a family of deer that live up here. At any given moment, it's like a Disney movie. It's like Bambi walking by or something. Yeah, <laughs> it's really good. Seriously, there was like a baby deer that grew up here, and so I'd have artists up here and like at any given moment I'd be like, "Oh my god, there's like a he's baby." Big, yeah. yeah. It's 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 wild. I've had artists that have made records over the last like 6 months that have watched this baby deer grow up cuz every time they come out, he's like a little bit bigger.
0: <laughs> do you do you feel like you're constantly entertaining though when you have people on the property at all times? It feels like you got to constantly just it, it's like you're running an Airbnb.
3: It's less like entertaining because we built the studios. It used to feel a little bit more like that when we were, when my studio was out of our house, but uh, oh, okay. I, now it's nice. Cause there's like separation. So at any point I can be like, I'm going to go make lunch and I can just <laughs> leave and go do my own thing for a minute. Uh-huh. So it's nice. And then when artists come from out of town and stay for a while, like they get to have their own little you know, place to stay. So it's uh, it feels a lot less, less like entertaining and more like I'm coming in on there.
1: Ah, territory. okay, it's good. How much are you, how much is it used by you versus other artists?
3: Well, I mean, I'm up here every day. Uh, I spend about half the week mixing, and then the other half producing. Uh, and uh, but I, I, I mean, this last year I had artists here almost six days a week. It, it wow! Like, yeah, and then just mixing in my off time. So,
0: are they mostly Nashville artists? Or are they coming from all over?
3: It's about.
4: All over. Uh, the first band that stayed overnight was here from Omaha, so yeah.
3: yeah. And then West Virginia, and some people come and stay from Nashville. You know, it's only an hour drive from Nashville, so there's artists that you know, you, there's not a lot of studios. I feel like where you get to come and record, but also kind of just like clear your mind. And uh, you know, it's a shorter drive than going to like Gatlinburg or something. So uh, it's it's nice. You feel far enough away from the city. But you're close enough that you could, you know, get home in time for. Dinner. Well,
0: what is it? And, and you might be able to to say it as as somebody who's recorded there. But I wonder how it changes somebody from out of town's writing perspective and how they start hearing things a little bit differently. I, you know, Phoenix, uh, they t- they wrote their last album in the at the Louvre, right? Uh, so and they recorded it inside the and, you know, I can't imagine that didn't change the way that they you know, writ, wrote, listened back, you know, produced, et cetera.
4: We've had a lot of people say that coming out here has sort of reawakened something creative in them. I think just because there there aren't a lot of places outside of Nashville that you can, unless your friend owns a place, there's not like really any other kind of built-in like artist kind of retreat sort of thing. So we've had a lot of people come out and just the fact that they, can't see neighbors and there's no light pollution and no noise you know they're just sort of forced to i mean we do have like a projector and roku in here but nobody really watches it because that's not really what they're here to do so people kind of like zen out i feel like yeah and it makes them feel more creative at least like there have been a few people that have been recurring artists that have recorded out here several times over the last year and they've just sort of been like wow i feel completely renewed
3: i i i tried to base uh the studio and the work i do off of all the experiences i've had in studios since i was a teenager um the good ones and the bad ones and i tried to think about like what were the things that i didn't like so much about recording in other studios and while there are plenty of studios in nashville that have really amazing gear i have found that you know, so, so much of it doesn't really matter about the gear. So much of it matters uh, about the vibe is the most important right. thing. And all my favorite yeah. producers are the same way, uh, you know. So I, I think that uh, a big element of it is that, you know, I was trying to think when we built it, like what can we offer that maybe other studios in Nashville can't offer? Uh, and, you know, so many studios I've recorded in have either been in somebody's basement or have been in like a strip mall, you know? And so doesn't really give you a lot to look at and take in. And so I think like that is a huge thing that at least we can bring to
0: Yeah, but you can get your nails done.
3: Exactly. <laughs> no, <that's true. laughs> do a that's little true. shopping. Exactly. We can I get it's... lunch
4: and one of the things we do out here since it is so isolated is we have a stocked snack kitchen. That's yeah. something that we've never That's had mean. in other studios and we yeah. would find ourselves sitting, you know, in other studios for twelve and fourteen hour days wishing we had brought food. So out here we sort of eliminate that and have a stacked yeah. <laughs> snack cabinet. Uh,
0: yeah. yeah. Okay. Let's family let's family it's, feud this number one snack on the board is what?
4: Oh Belvidas.
3: Dark chocolate <laughs> does. That's the the weirdest answer, but I'm yeah.
0: Addicted. I yeah, if you gave me a thousand, that is not what it's gonna say. We're, yeah, <laughs> no we're
3: like we're like uh, we're like being on a flight. Like, it's like they give those out on like airplanes. Tell me there's a cookie that you're
4: supposed to eat for
1: breakfast, and I'm in. so uh, nice, nice. It's so interesting this because I've you know I, so many different uh, bands and interviews and artists. It changes. <laughs> It, you know, I think I can't remember who I was talking to some artist, not that long ago and they said we recorded it in a house because I didn't want to be in a studio because I didn't want it to feel like we were going right. to work every day and clocking in and then i've had others who say i wanted to go into a studio because i wanted that professional feeling and sound and all that so
4: i mean even among us like it's unlikely that we'll never record anything else in a fancy studio just because Mm -hmm. there's a time and place for all of that you know yeah i
3: mean also this is now my work so i was telling Kristen, like the next our next record i i want to kind of go into a different (laughs) studio and work with some other producers because we just put out a 27 song Yeah, I, I was about to say, your and, next record. You put I out made, a record that's good enough well, for five years. Right, well, and I've, I made it all here, and so it's like, now this is work. So it's like, after like eight, 10 hours in the studio with another artist, the last thing I wanna do is come back up here and do it for myself. I'd rather go in another environment or like with, with some other people. So I think it's just time and place. You know, there's there's times where I feel most creative just in my element here. And there's times where I feel most creative, kind of getting out of my comfort zone.
0: Yeah. Well, let's talk about the album here in a second. But first, uh, how was the holiday?
3: How have you it's guys uh, been we're doing? Still, we're
4: still very clearly in holiday mode. I don't think we, have, uh-huh. we had to remind ourselves what day of the week it was today. My mom is here from Texas. Yeah, we
3: were watching a movie in bed until like 10 minutes ago. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> we're very I'm much relaxing. Animals and- and, yeah, we're still holidaying.
1: Nice.
0: Uh, what, what, what movie was
3: it? Oh, God.
0: It's
4: It's called Triangle of Sadness, and it is...
3: That's lovely morning. Uh, it's, it's, lovely morning. No, it's easy watch. Sad. Brad, you would like it a lot. It's, it's
4: kind it's, of like a twisted Wes Anderson movie.
3: Yeah, it's oh. it's really good.
0: That's that's Yumi and Barry, the Triangle of
3: Sadness. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, go.
2: uh,
3: it's good. It's got Woody Harrelson. It.
0: It's so it's so weird because I'm watching the Triangle of Sadness in my Rectangle of Sadness. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
3: yeah, It's yeah. it's really good. You would like it. It's really um, what's the word? Light. Like, Yeah.
0: Well, you know, you guys, you guys made pandemic and quarantine cool before like pandemic and quarantine living out there uh, in the woods with the animals. Did you get into any like the glass onion stuff? Have you like how much are you binging? What are you are you watching like every television show that ever existed? Well,
4: no, we were really late to White Lotus, but we did finally join that party over this break.
0: Yeah. Okay. So I
4: feel a little bit mainstream now that we've done that one. <laughs> yeah. But like we've never seen Game of Thrones and stuff like that, for example.
0: Me neither. So Not one, one yeah. second. What's
3: the one that everybody really likes? Um, on, with uh, the guy from Saturday Night Live, that that uh, that's on Apple. Where he's Apple. a coach. Yeah, where he's a
0: coach. Oh, Ted Lasso. Uh, yeah, yeah. So
3: like I have to remind myself because yeah. we. Uh, sorry if y'all like Ted Lasso, but we watched like two <laughs> episodes. I was like. And the, the other Jared. one, I know. Jared, so, it's like, incredible. So, yeah, too sweet. What is it? Yeah, too sweet I, for I'm you? Too, I'm too bitter. I think he can't get straight. <laughs> <bread. laughs> That's why you would like the Triangle of Sadness, Brad, because it. <laughs> he into, like, Need some angst.
4: Any of those shows, so. yeah. You I'm don't saying, even do a Shit's Creek. No, i are no. only partial bingers. Oh my
3: god. Yeah. So when, so when Kristen wow. was like, I, we think we should like watch this show. Everybody's been talking about it, and I'm like, everybody's been talking about Ted Lasso. So you know, that's not a basis <laughs> yeah. that I can go off of. It's not for lack of wanting. We've tried to get into that and well, Game of Thrones and all of it, but I don't know. We just have a weird taste. We like really dystopian things. Really mm-hmm. like. Really super quirky things, and we like documentaries. We're you know we're. Hip- I'm not a- hipster. Well,
1: I, Brad mentioned it. I highly recommend the Glass Onion. Just if for no other reason because of okay. Janelle Monae. I do not. This is this so movie's good. stupid. Okay. It is
0: so stupid. I- it is so dumb.
1: I don't disagree, but she, she we really is liked terrific. Knives Out, and-
0: but yeah, Knives fashion. Out was great. I like okay. we I like that a lot better. But this this one is just goofball bullshit okay it is so dumb um but <laughs> what i so i i had this hard and fast rule that i don't suggest things to people right i yeah. don't like giving people the oh you've got to watch the, because not only am i putting like at risk your time but also if you don't like it how does that reflect back on me it all comes back to me uh but well, but i will say i will say i have been out of control in love with this show called fleishman is in trouble yeah i've heard it's uh, very good I'm out of my mind about this show. I've never seen a. Sh- it's the best show I've seen since Breaking Bad, and it, it like it doesn't. There's nothing that has perfectly described a midlife crisis or written, you know, tragic divorce <clears throat> better than better than this show. Um, it's out of control. Incredible. We're, out of control.
3: We're really into Secession. It's really. We really like that one. And I don't know if I've ever told you this, but like TV is the only medium where you can be like you got to get into this series and it's like, you just have to give it a few episodes. And it's like, each episode is like an hour fucking long. And it's like, uh-huh. no other medium works like that. It's not like, oh, uh-huh. this Metallica album is terrible. No, you got to listen to it for like four hours and then you'll love it, <laughs> yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. like, it doesn't work in <laughs> any true. other art medium.
0: Wait, you, you're telling me I have to that's read uh, The Great Gatsby seven times before I really get it? Okay, I'll do it. Right. Listen to it again, that's a good point. The holiday was good, you have family in town now uh we haven't talked to you in a a year so i guess this whole year has been you know writing 250 songs and then putting them all out at once huh
4: yeah
1: yeah what did you what did you leave
0: out
4: yeah Yeah, we did leave out a few it's usually my songs we leave out because i'm like not into them by the time it's time for them to come out i like them when we Mm. record them and then i'm not into them by the time by the time they come out yeah
3: Mm -hmm. uh we reali- That's how I dated. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, we realized pretty uh, quickly at, at just kind of wrapping up the year that between our music and the music that I've worked on in the studio, we had a song that either we recorded or that we had a hand in producing come out at least one, if not two, a week every week for the whole year. So that was kind of a uh, Jesus a crazy. Uh, that is a lot. Oh yeah. Oh, That's right. oh. Yeah. literally today. <laughs> oh, and one, a video. Yeah, one of the artists I work with, she was like, I'm surprising everybody with the release today. I had thought all the songs had come out for the year. I was like, Cool. I don't have to do any more promotion for a few more days and then I'm like, Oh shit, like I gotta make a post about that. Like she just released a song that I recorded and whatever. Came out today. So it's like, yeah, it's uh it's it's fun. Are you gonna Are you gonna Easy Eye Sound this?
0: Is there, are you gonna turn this into like a Dan Arbach Easy Eye Sound thing? I mean, I, and start pressing your own vinyl on the farm.
3: That would be cool. I mean, <laughs> I, sometimes people ask if I wanted to like start a label, but that's the that last thing I want to do. But uh, uh-huh. I just want to help. I. I want to make records and whatever that looks like. So
1: It's funny, when uh, when this record came out, Brad sent, a, sent Taco and I a text and said, Repeat, repeat, releasing an album today. I said, are they going to do it on vinyl? He said, no, it's like 27 Yeah, I don't think something. this is going to be on vinyl. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be yeah. an eight-record set.
4: Yeah, we really just needed a place to put all this you know it's like 2020 through 2022 if you sort of just sort of consider that (laughs) the pandemic years collectively like we just needed kind of a place for all of that stuff to funnel towards so that we can shift creatively you know i mean even just the aesthetic of like the single artwork that i was doing that i started doing in 2020 not having any idea we would have so many, by the end, you know, I told Jared, like, I gotta do something different. All of this stuff. Yeah. I didn't know we were going to have, you know, almost 30 songs in the same, you know, style. Of, same palette. Yeah, sure. yeah, exactly. So we, we both just kind of feel ready to, like, shift. Um, this record had very specific, like, purposes for us in that each song is sort of some exercise in something we wanted to try so it's either each song is either inspired by you know one of our favorite songs from other bands or it's something we wanted to try production wise you know or i
3: i use the record as my um basically like my portfolio to learn how to produce records Uh, so every song there's like a technique that i wanted to try so it's like There's a song on the record that was like my, I'm going to try Wall of Sound here. And there's a technique that's like, you know, there's a song on the record that's like, I'm going to try using like analog reverb or whatever. So every song was a way for me to experiment on myself so that I could learn how to do that for other artists. And so it was really fun to get, because there was a lot less pressure, I think, because it was just like, oh, if I fuck this up, it's just our music. You know, I don't know. It's like, it's fun to just like mess with things. And then that way, now when bands come in, like, I want to have the wall of sound thing or whatever, like I have a little bit more knowledge on it.
1: It, it, I'm so glad to hear you say that. It's hard to to interrupt you, Brad, because when I was listening to it, um, that's the phrase that kept kind of coming through my own head was, y'all had some shit to work out. And whether it was musically or lyrically or or whatever, it just feels like you were working a lot of stuff out. Yeah, well,
4: in the beginning, a lot of it was Jared working out a career change. Mm. lyrics, you know. I mean, your sort of life change between touring all the time and making music from home and just kind of that transition as an artist. I think a lot of the songs were sort of...
3: Well, our last tour before the pandemic was playing a month of arenas with with Modest Mouse and the Black Keys. So we played that and then the year ended and then the pandemic hit and everything shut down for two years. So rather quickly... I had to realize, you know, what do I want the next chapter of my life to look like? And, uh, you know, I felt like I could use this time to really hone in some other skills and, and see what else I could bring to the table as an artist. Well,
0: you know, you just mentioned the the Black Keys and Modest Mouse tour. Coming off of that and then into COVID, that could breed a lot of insecurity. And to think that you were so confident to say, ah, you know what, let's just... Um, do a bunch of stuff that I don't know how to do and see what happens and then on top of it put it out into the world not just once but twice yeah. you know you got two, yeah, you got two fun. versions of all these things too so you know the 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 lack of insecurity in a lot of this is what i it's just an audacious project, and I give you a lot of credit for it. It's uh, and plus, you know me, and I've told you this since the moment we. This is the best you guys have sounded. I've, I mean, since the beginning. I think this album is fantastic. You, you know, every song that you've ever sent me, every song that I've listened to, it just feels like it's getting better and better and better and better.
3: Uh, Thank you. Uh, I will say there was and still is always a lot of insecurity. Uh, But I think what helped a lot for us was the most terrifying moment, I think, for us was putting out the first song uh, post our last record, Glazed, because our last record, we worked with, uh, you know, the Black Keys on and, you know, Michelle Branch sang on it. And it, well, we, you know, it brought us a lot of accolades and got debuted in Billboard and everything like that. And so to have all of these things, and then over the pandemic, record a song basically in my living room, and we had Kristen sing lead on it. And it What was- song was it, by the way? The- For Leaving You? No, the-
4: For yeah. Leaving You was like the this- first big single we released really. that we okay. had sort of like a push behind right. and like real intention. But in 2020, just as a like, we're still a band kind of little touch point, we released Wind and My Sail, which was really, Ugh. you know, always. We were just in always, mode. always I mean, we're yeah. really always in all, the band always <laughs> mode. Yeah. But at that particular yeah. time, you know, we were like, let's make a song like that, like kind of that. Right. So Generally- that was a big
3: change for us because Kristen was singing Weed, and it was the first song I had ever produced for us. And I was pretty nervous about it because I was like, what if we put this out? And people were like, this sounds terrible. The production is terrible. And like... You know, coming off of the hills of working with a famous producer and in a big studio or whatever, like, I just felt really inadequate. But I was like, Mm. I just got to put it out there and we'll see what happens. And, you know, as the pandemic hit, too, just everything shut down. You know, we had changed management and agents and labels. And so we were fresh on the hills of like a new team. And um, I remember we put it out, didn't really hear anything. So I was like, no, no. Bad news is good news. And uh, then a few days later, I was like mowing my lawn and someone was like, oh, you guys are, your song is playing on like Sirius XM on like All Nation. And I was like, oh, what song? And I looked, and it was the song that I had recorded like in our living room. And, um, and then it got added to playlists on Spotify and all of this stuff. And we, uh, that was a really reaffirming moment. And honestly, that has been kind of the overarching uh, Mm -hmm. theme is that it, it never mattered like who we worked with or what gear we used what mattered was we just started really writing from the heart and just mm-hmm. we re- we got to this point where we realized if we don't feel something about the music then then we can't expect other people to so we only try to put out music that w- made us feel something and
1: mm-hmm. you know uh, you, you kind of just answered what i was going to ask what have oh, you learned
3: well, what is to not
4: to have as few b-sides as humanly possible
1: because (laughs) one
4: thing we learned is when you have a whole team and a label like you don't always get to choose what your singles are and so for previous music we didn't agree on those choices quite often so we learned that um if that's the way that we have to do professional music, then we better just not have any B sides and be comfortable yeah. with any, any song sort of being pushed up. And so that is one thing that we, you know, we spent more time on these songs than we had in the past. We came back to them sometimes and we didn't used to do that. You know, I'm um, Glazed we did just on the spot, you know, mm-hmm. right then and there. And it really made us wonder well, what would we make if we didn't have to do it in this yeah. 12 hour day between 10 a.m. and, you mm-hmm. know. Um,
3: and there's also something powerful that I have learned about like leaving stuff on the chopping, you know, on the chopping block or on the cutting room floor or whatever, because there are a handful of songs that I can think of off the top of my head where we had recorded, we had our drummer come out from Nashville and we, we recorded it, mixed it, wrote the lyrics. Got all the way to the finish line and then realized, like, is this song doing anything for you? And Kristen would be like, not really. And I'd be like, not really either. And we would just be like, let's just put it in a folder and let it sit. I and mean, we'll come back to it maybe later. But there's something powerful about that because um, I think oftentimes you're trying to hit some quota of you're like You're
4: trying to hit an every two-year album cycle. Or something, or
3: your, yeah. Whatever. Mm-hmm. And so... Well it's a- well, it's
0: lovely to hear you describe it that way, considering um, what could have been left on the cutting room floor is a little song called Aquarius. That, right. um, I, I, I got to be honest with you, I was stunned. Stunned that um, uh, that, right. <laughs> that made it. Blown because away. Because the, the, the fact that you put in horns just for <laughs> me. <laughs> yeah, We got to
3: yeah. kick uh, out of that. Yeah. No, see, uh-huh.
4: That's were- a good example of what this record... Was, you know, we didn't take ourselves too seriously. We wanted to try things. We wanted to like, you know, we love Cage the Elephant. Let's make a record like repeat, repeat, or let's make a song that like repeat, repeat kind of Cage the Elephant style or whatever. You know, we just got to try things and not take ourselves too seriously, which is. And we took ourselves very seriously, I think. Before that. Before yeah.
3: that.
1: Yeah. Well, we're tremendously honored. I, I, we, we're tremendously honored. We are beyond. I mean, I think I'm, yeah, speaking for Taco and, and Brad. I mean, that for you guys to have done that for us, first of all, was is amazing. It's such a great song. And I love every time I hear it. And about every fourth or fifth episode, you know, I'll be like, damn. <laughs> I can't believe that's our theme song. And then for it to be on this record is—that's
0: actually the only part of the podcast dream. I ever listen back to. That's, yeah, that's yeah. fair.
1: And <laughs> once Brad starts
3: talking, I'm done. I'm done. I'm anymore, <laughs> that's fair. i really trying to think on that song of like
4: the feeling you get. You know, we're obviously huge Bonnaroo fans. We attended Bonnaroo many years before we got to play Bonnaroo, which will forever be. I'm hopefully it's not our last time to play Bonnaroo, but you know it will forever be a huge beloved memory for us but um we really when you guys gave us that challenge we were honored to accept it and felt like we could really kind of dig deep and figure out what the like real feel of Bonnaroo and you guys and just hanging out there in that community was and Not unlike our other stuff, it turned out very lush and, I think, kind of psychedelic Um, 60s-ish. You
0: nailed it. it. It 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 You absolutely nailed it. absolutely nailed it. Um, The other song that uh, I think gets a lot of attention, at least right now, on the album is Adult Friend Finder. Uh, I I don't think you probably anticipated that part, did you? Did you anticipate that this would be the one that became like the i don't know the standout track in the early days of the album release Uh, no
3: absolutely not the story behind that was um we were really into peach pits song shampoo bottles and we were like and then we went to a wedding of a of a one of my very close friends but you know i feel like as you get older your friends group as everyone moves away it's like I remember we went to the wedding and I was like half of my best friends growing up in college. Like, I don't even know what they do for work anymore. Or, you know, like one of them is expecting a kid. And I didn't really know that until we went. And it's just like the fact that you know these people so well over the course of a handful of years. And then as you get older and life changes and everything, it's just how you grow, kind of grow apart. But still, you know, I could call any one of them at any moment and they would be there for me. Um, just that weird kind of dynamic. So I wrote that song about that. And um, our one of our, the producers we worked with is a guy named Gregory Latimer, and he worked on uh, Albert Hammond Jr. Records and Aaron Lee Tasgin and a bunch of other people. And he did our first two records, Bad Latitude and Floral Canyon. And um, he had just done something with this guy named John Congleton, who's this like big producer, worked with like Always and Angel Olsen, St. Vincent. And so, he had also worked with peach pit so we were like by way of john congleton like gregory probably would have some insight on that like peach pit sound so it would be fun to work with gregory again cuz we hadn't worked with him in a few years so i hit him up and i was like hey i've got this song very peach pity and i thought maybe you'd have some good insight on it so we went to his studio and recorded there it was
4: there. the last song so it was oh song,
3: wow yeah, it was the, the last
4: song that we did and and we had already had all the singles planned out so this one was not tagged as a single it truly was just the focus track
0: when the for us to
4: release you know i mean you have to say something is a focus track so that yeah. in the chance that you know something gets playlisted they know what what song to go for right. so it wasn't even really like a single in our minds it was just sort of like let's we're about to wrap up the record. Let's do this fun thing with Gregory and kind of throw it in there. And since it was one of the ones we hadn't released as a single, it just became the natural focus track. But then I don't think, you know, once we sort of clicked, that's the focus track. I don't think we thought anything else about like anyone even picking up on the fact that it was (laughs) sort of isolated. But then what tends to happen or what has happened a few times in the last year is the ones that kind of go on their own path, often are because they're um, premiered by Regan.
3: Yeah, at, at, at um, All Nation. Yeah, at All mm-hmm. Nation.
4: And every now and then, he'll just kind of go, oh, their... I love this song. And yeah. next thing we know, it's it's become a bigger song than we knew. Or I had
0: dinner with him the other night. He's a, he's a big fan. Wow. He's a very big fan.
4: We don't really know what we did to nice. deserve that. But every time he sort of is picking up what we're putting down, we feel just completely full yeah. of gratitude. So
3: I feel like in this industry, I mean, you just never know what is gonna click with people and why. So, you know, it's like that song I like Chris was saying a minute ago, like we just don't put out anything that we that we wouldn't be that we would be bummed if it didn't do well. So when it started picking up traction we were just like, Oh, what a pleasant surprise. Yeah. It certainly wasn't the one we would have put our bets on, but um
0: But, with, what with, but now with the album and, um, you know, the studio and, and now post-quarantine, are you guys trying to get back on the road and do shows again? Is that part of, you know, the plan for next year? Or, or are you pretty content just sort of hanging out the house? No.
4: I'm going to let
3: Jerry. I, I had
0: a feeling. I had a
3: feeling. There are some bands that, that really bring their audience uh, through playing shows, and there are some bands that really bring their audience through releasing music, and I think we're just one of those that. That uh,
4: I think we're in our Brian Wilson phase where yeah. everyone else is yeah. touring. Where
3: well, you got a yeah. sandbox
1: yeah. in there in yeah. Everyone the else room. is touring and sort of, you know,
4: gaining three fans at a time, and I, we have done that. I mean, for many years. Like, I I'm not one of those people that that like. I feel like touring hard is a rite of passage for a band. I feel like when you skip that stage or when you just get like a radio hit and get to skip all of the grueling touring years. I mean, not Mm -hmm. for every genre, of course, like pop's a little different and stuff like that. But for rock and indie rock and stuff, I feel like you really have to kind of go through that. And we we toured hard. I mean, in 2018, we spent more days gone than we did here. Yeah. So I think, you know, then 2019 was a busy year with the Black Keys and Modest Mouse Tour. And then,
3: well, not Well, not to mention, we have a lot of friends that got back on the road pretty quickly. Right. And have canceled shows because, you know, people can't afford to go out to see them. Or have canceled shows because of mental health, because they weren't prepared to go back out. um, Or because of the cost to keep a band on the road. Um, Not to mention, I think I realized over the last year that... um, touring is pretty much the least creative time you get to have as an artist because you're just every day you're just you're doing interviews and then you're regurgitating the songs that you you're promoting what you had already put out but you're not getting to be creative in the sense of like you know you have a show that you've practiced for months and it's just you're kind of yeah. like regurgitating that and i think there's important moments for that but uh, i get to spend every single day with a a new person sitting in the studio getting to just make art. And um, if they're not in here, I'm in here making art for myself. So I've never gotten to be this creative in my life. Um, I love that. I mean, shit, even even if you're working at a fucking coffee shop while you're a struggling artist, you half the time you're daydreaming about, you know, whatever you're doing and writing lyrics on napkins or whatever but um when touring you're is from
4: Denver to Kansas City right when you're driving
3: <laughs> when you're sitting in a van with a bunch of you know guys and you're getting no sleep and eating shitty food it's like you really don't get to be your creative self and I feel like I'm spoiled now. I get to just
0: be, yeah, but 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 also, but th- there's a time and place in somebody's life for that kind of stuff. And you guys have just said, you've done it, and now you just there's you want to be at home. We
4: won't tour know? <laughs> again. Like, I think it. I have this. I don't know, just this underlying fear that, like, you know, I the band is gonna keep going. We're gonna. It's not like we're gonna stop making music and stop being repeat, repeat, or whatever. But I think we just have kind of earned for ourselves the right to do it a little bit differently for a second. Yeah, I mean, you put
0: out, you put out, in in a world of singles, (laughs) you put out an album with 27 tracks, you know? Yeah. Uh, You're you're doing it your way, that's for sure. Yeah,
4: Yeah. and I think it will make our tour more purposeful. Like, I think, you know, we used to tour for different reasons, like we should, or this is, or like, you know, we just released an album and we should immediately be touring but should we, like, how do we know that? How do we know, how can we really quantify that, like, there's gonna be people there? So we've kind of- What's my return on
0: investment? Yeah, exactly,
4: so we kind of feel more like, I'll tell you what, when our return is like blaring us and, you know, like knocking on the door, then it'll be easy for us to see and we'll get back out there, but I think-
3: Well, and the studio's booked until the spring anyway, so if we got, unless we get get offered Uh, some amazing show or gig, um, I would have to cancel making records. I mean, I'm booked solid until April, so uh, you know, I just we couldn't even. Our what? booking agent doesn't love that, but <laughs> but uh, you know, it's like if I get I, I get paid for people to come here to my property and make music all day. So I'm like, why would I want to? And, pick and that guess up?
0: and guess how and guess how many uh, percentages other people take from that?
3: Yeah, right. And
4: guess exactly. how many donkeys <laughs> exactly. are on the road. Right,
1: right. <clears throat> <laughs> one of my favorite uh interview answers and i don't remember who it was but we were talking about they had had a hit record and we're getting ready to do their second album and you know there's the sophomore jinx where and we were talking about that whole creative thing you know you just now spent 14 months on the road and and how do you write a song? And he said, yeah, nobody cares that your bus driver's having a bad day. That, right. That's yeah, not but a good song. But when you are the you bus, but but when you are the you bus driver, then uh, yeah. the song might be yeah. okay. Yeah, right, right, right. Yeah. Uh,
0: yeah. Well, you know, what, the other thing that I was going to ask you guys, because you're such a uh, major part of the national music scene, what were your thoughts on the exit end, uh closing and and subsequent Reopening. destruction? Yeah. Uh, and now going going away forever
4: i hate to say that my initial reaction is that at this point i feel pretty <laughs> we feel pretty used to it i mean yeah i mean not that exit i mean exident is a huge deal it's a legendary venue we've played we we oh op- we played a sold out show opening for glass animals there um many years ago we played all, several shows there so
3: did they not announce a new owner
4: they did announce a new... Did they? Yeah, I think just, they did. Just the other day. You
0: would know better than I. I'm not plugged into it, but I, if... Uh, it
4: was like 48 hours ago. They did announce a new...
0: Oh, really? Group,
4: yeah, yeah, that is taking over.
0: Very interesting. Okay, um, wait. I thought that do am I wrong about this wasn't your your how ha- your Halloween show at exit in every year? Didn't you do it yeah, there or was it, it somewhere was actually else?
4: actually at The Crying Wolf in East Nashville. Oh, that's right. They that's right. Closed. That's right. So that's sort of to your point is that we're at this point now. I mean, we've been in Nashville for 15, 14, 13 years maybe um, so Crying Wolf is the place that we used to do our Halloween show for seven years straight and they closed last year. So not that Inn is just another one on the chopping block at all. But I will say as far as like how we sort of take the news these days, is I think we kinda yeah.
3: expect it, to be honest. So much has changed it's in Nashville, it feels sad, like a sad to hear. Movie. Yeah, I mean it's just like it's all
0: but but that's but that's the story of every city in the country though. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I mean, uh, I'm
4: from Austin, so I feel like I'm just watching the same thing happen and that happened. Kristen, I, I didn't. Kristen,
0: I didn't know you were from Austin. I'm from... Why did I not know that?
4: Yeah, I'm from like Katy, and then my, half oh. my family moved to Austin, so I spent most of my like college years coming back to Austin and.
0: Well, I will say that that is the one, the two things about this. Well, not the two things. Those two cities are so incredibly alike because they've become just a big J crew. (laughs) Everybody looks the same, wearing the same dumb hat. Uh, They're all just living the same sort of existence. And it feels odd to be in. Last time, like I used to love Austin and, and I love ACL Fest. And that city was so fantastic, especially being so close to New Orleans there for a while. But last time I went... First off, the homelessness is completely out of control, and that's coming from a guy that lived in New Orleans. Mm -hmm. The homelessness is out of control, but secondly, it just feels paralyzing and suffocating, the fact that everyone looks exactly the same, and they're all just sort of doing the same thing, and Nashville's sort of getting there.
4: When you're in It City, right, the thing that everybody loves about it, then they sort of embrace and become, and then it just becomes this giant, mass of sameness. I mean, mm-hmm. there was a scene, I mean, it's funny, you said the Nashville music scene, and there was part of me that thought, like, is there even really, like, much of a scene anymore? And I know that sounds so, like, old. Well, and, you would be the one to ask, old and trendy, is there? But it's, it's just, you know, uh, <laughs> no, I don't really uh-huh. think that there is much of one. I think that there's just so much newness and so many people coming from different places trying to figure out what to do that it's just it's created a lot of disconnect and then of course the um the increase in housing costs you know the uh, like east nashville used to be all artists and musicians and you know we we moved an hour away so what Mm -hmm. does that tell you you know we were right in the thick of it for many years and and Had to move an hour away to like create the life that we wanted, you know. Mm.
0: I have become, I don't know what happened, but since moving here, I have never been more disconnected from literally everything. Yeah, I moved to the the center of the world and now I'm disconnected from everything. I have no earthly idea what's going on on the flip
3: end, move to the middle of nowhere, and the same thing (laughs) happens because that's, I mean, I don't, I work here and I live here, and so I don't ever. I mean, I, mean like- I felt
0: legitimately, like, upset with myself. Last night, a, a friend of ours said, man, I cannot believe this Idaho murder thing. And I'm like, I have no idea what you're talking about. And I look up this morning, and I'm like, oh, my God, what have I been doing? And If it doesn't, like, come across the... For the five seconds that I'm on Instagram or the five seconds I'm on Twitter, I just don't know what happens.
3: Or like the Andrew Tate yeah, thing yeah. or whatever I think that's his name. And there was some meme that was like, I have no idea who this guy is, but let's get him. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? That was nice to me. I was like, yeah, that dude sucks. But I don't I don't know. You couldn't I don't know if he's an auto mechanic or a podcaster or an influencer. I don't know what he does. I don't know who he is. But I'm like cool. get him. I don't know. Whatever.
0: I I swear to god, hand to god, I have no idea what you're talking about. You're right, I out have that. no idea what you're talking
1: about. Yeah. Uh, I no, don't know what I mean. Let's in. get him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Great. Yeah, let's but get you're him. On board, right? Now I cancel. Yeah. Yeah. Cancel. Yeah. I, know. Yeah, I want yeah. him I want yeah, him gone. Okay, cool. I don't know we, we deleted our Twitter yeah,
3: because it that's just what I was gonna say. it was uh, partially just when Twitter got crazy but partially because we were on there for seven years and couldn't get more Twitter than Twitter
4: was not good to us uh, yeah, so just, when, the no, when, yeah the day it got like really weird the first day it got weird Jared was like let's just get rid of it and I was like I mean it hasn't done us any favors and we just deleted and it and
3: honestly getting rid of one of the well, between that and what is it, Instagram and TikTok and Facebook, but getting rid of one of them was like so freeing, not having that one less thing to check.
4: But Twitter was my news source, which is sort of it where
3: is, I'm getting yeah. back
4: to yeah. to Brad is like I now feel like. I have no idea what's going on because we took that one <laughs> media oh, away. Yeah. That was my one news source, which I don't nice. know what that says about me. But I'm having to find news elsewhere. And-
0: I tell you, I tell you, the the um once like uh, the daily freak out of Trump left our lives. I d- I don't really engage in this anymore. And the other thing too is about Twitter. Is the only reason I'm on it. I I love Twitter to be totally frank, but I like it mostly because. I am streaming sports like I'm a Washington then Redskins now Commanders fan. So I have to watch the stream backward like I'm I'm behind 10 15 20 seconds. I use Twitter mostly just on Sundays to get the play that happens so I don't like that's yeah. about to be shown to me. That's really the only reason I'm on this the social media app. And I say this to everybody, and Taco knows this better than anyone. I love Snapchat. Snapchat's the best social media on the planet. It's the best app that you can have because it's completely controllable by you. Mm -hmm. You control all of your intake and all of what you put out, and what you put out is only to the people that you want. It's fantastic. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah,
2: 175 is our Snap streak right now, Brad. My man,
0: 175. Jared
4: Jared was into really (laughs) embracing TikTok, and in the beginning, he was like, I'm going to just make an idiot out of myself on TikTok, like everybody else, because why not? But then you swung hard the other well, way. Well,
3: because what happened was, is I feel like any of these, any of the social medias are like, you set your mind out to do one thing and then it like sucks you in, in a whole nother world. So it's like, I I learned a lot about production on TikTok. Right. Like the producer, really, Yeah, I learned so many, t- I mean, that's one thing I really miss about it, frankly, is like, I would learn so much about like, you know, m- monitors and micing and techniques and stuff like that. And it was really fascinating. Um, but then you just you do this endless scroll and then soon enough you're like you're like, Oh my gosh, so and so did the TikTok dance and I'm just like, Why do I care about this shit? Like I don't and you just find yourself like sitting on the edge of the bed like at two in the morning you're just like, Uh, uh, uh and so I I just was like I I only had yeah.
0: one fleeting moment with TikTok and that was when everything was a cake. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. I uh, loved when everything was a cake. Is this live baby a cake? I don't know. Let's cut it. Yeah. Uh,
3: <laughs> yeah. Well, it's it's honestly, I think it's really nice now to just, like, because I just am on Instagram for the studio and the band, and then um, it links to our Facebook, which I don't even check Facebook anymore. Never. But, never, yeah.
0: ever, ever.
3: Yeah, yeah. Facebook is yeah. having our mother-in-law visiting. We realize Facebook is for, like, your parents to check in on your friends from high school you know what i mean it'll be like yeah yeah.
1: so i see my 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 social thing and i don't know why i do this i talk about it all the time i I can't stop watching like how to camp in sub-zero weather on youtube i will i will never in my life do that but i know how to camp in a yeah. tent, you know, in thirty below zero. Yeah, like, Why because am I you know, this again. <laughs> YouTube, so we might be watching some.
3: Of yeah, the but yeah. even that stuff, you find yourself like all of a sudden in this brain fog because I had YouTube on for the our dogs were watching YouTube in their in their dog room, and uh, <laughs> and all of a sudden I found myself like I it was it was on and I walked in and it was like it was like rural cities in Missouri. Oh, right. And I sat there and I, I watched for like twenty five minutes and I was like. Why do I give a fuck about rural cities in Missouri? Why am I watching exactly. I got shit to I think, do. Exactly. I
0: think you should ask your dogs the same question. I mean, they're yeah. the ones watching it. That's true. They
1: like it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm watching a guy cut vegetables in the back <laughs> yeah, of his yeah, truck yeah. when it's 20 oh, below zero. Guy. And I'm like, why yeah. am I watching
3: <laughs> So, you know, it's kind of freeing to like, you know, I, I'll get like some pop singer here and they'll be like, did you hear about so-and-so's, they said <clears> this. And they got, they her and blah, blah, blah got split up. And it's really nice to just be like, I have no clue.
0: You know, I was talking to a, <laughs> a fellow uh friend the other day. We get beers on occasion. And he's like, are you, are, do you, what do you think about the latest rumor? I'm mm-hmm. like, I have no idea. Yeah. Uh, I know why you would do it in the middle of nowhere. But it's, it just feels weird in the biggest city in the world to be so disconnected. And I realized it's because I, we didn't buy one Christmas present for anyone this year. Not one. Not even for each other because why? Sure, Wait you a could've. minute. <laughs> what about all the well, money we raised? Well, I'm still working on yours. I'm still working <laughs> yeah. on yours. Yeah, you made time. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm working on it. I'm um, working on it. But we didn't do it like because essentially, yeah, you can order things online. But if I don't walk directly past a store that is something I'm going to walk into and shop in, I'm not going. Yeah. It's. Too far. It's too too
3: too hard. Do you and ever leave carry- your block? I feel like people in New York never like leave their block. They got everything. Oh
0: yeah, we go. We go. Uh, we look. I just I just put out this morning. This is the list of shows since being in New York. This is the list of shows I've gone to oh, wow. since being here. I mean, I'm in like the 50s at this point. We go somewhere every day. We're doing something every day, but. Um, it's such like a point A to point B. Yeah. Like I'm not I'm not like stopping my train so I can get out and you know go shopping for anybody. It just feels like a weird existence, um, and not exactly what I was anticipating. Being so disconnected <laughs> from yeah, that everything. Yeah, that's
4: interesting and makes sense, and is not something that that would probably occur to most people, but. That makes
0: sense. Yeah, I yeah. operate TV a lot like your dogs do. You know, <laughs> I'll turn on something that makes no sense and watch it for four hours. And, you know, it's gotten me nowhere in life.
3: Yeah. I've watched the Weird Al movie <laughs> twice. They love it. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs>
0: I haven't even gotten to the Weird Al movie.
3: Uh, well, there uh, was there was a moment during the pandemic, like, I would put on, like, I would, they were watching the classics. So, I'd be like, Kristen, I'm going to put the, I'm going to put Forrest Gump on for the dogs, you know? They'll, they'll, I
4: watched, like, The Sandlot. <laughs> uh-huh. we put a movie on for
3: them every night for them to go to sleep, too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is absurd, guys.
0: Guys, the dogs don't know this. Um, th-
3: one thing about you don't know. Uh, back it's to, you really don't
0: it's
4: know. For us, though to go what movie are they watching? Oh, I forgot about that one. Is it just like a
0: random like wheel that you could spin like if you walked in another movie has started on a on a whim that they you didn't set up no, for No, there's them? a sleep timer. Yeah. Okay. They get one hour of a movie. Yeah. 50 minutes Oh, they only get an hour of screen yeah. time. they are not trying to yeah. rot their brain.
3: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I gotcha.
1: Do they get iPad time as well, or is it just? Yeah. It? We keep it on a tight
3: ship. I will say, I
1: will say, there there is a market
0: for a live stream of dogs just watching TV. Today, you could you could start it, a, sure. And then other dogs could watch that. Yeah. <laughs> I did actually have one question back to the album real quick. I hate that we just jumped around everywhere, but um, if you put out something like 27 songs and you've done this over the course of, you know, two years, is there one song in particular that you're like, I really, really, really want people to like this one?
4: Yeah, and we Which both one feel the same.
3: Which one? I, there's so many songs I have to remember.
4: <laughs> okay, anytime somebody asks what's our favorite song. Do you all of a sudden not know?
3: But it, was it already a single? Was it yeah. a single? Oh, well, Okay. Uh, What's the dog's favorite? <laughs> Was it Dearly <Dooley> Departed? <laughs> no!
4: Never mind, guys. I've been married to this person for
3: 11 years. <laughs> hold on, hold on. Hold on. Let living separate lives. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I know which one. It's, yeah, it's tripping. Yeah. Okay. Sorry, I, I can't okay. remember all the titles. There's you so can't? many. <laughs> it's a, there's
1: a lot of
0: songs, man. I mean, just be honest, there's a lot of songs. I wrote that That's song hilarious.
3: like three years ago. I can't remember. <laughs> what are you.
1: The, the, the guy who wrote and produced the know. album. I can't remember the <laughs> no, title. Uh, there, there's
4: definitely I mean... <laughs> a song from the album that was sort of said from the get-go that we wanted to make regardless of, you know, whether or not it was, like, the right song for yeah. us to make stylistically. or But just this was a type of song that we wanted to have in our repertoire. And it's a type of song similar to songs that we would listen to and gravitate toward. So that song is trippin'. And what we love about that song is I feel like it is like a roller skating song. And I learned through making that song that I like songs that have kind of this like, you can roller skate too. But there's something about that song that kind of hit a lot of marks for us um, in terms of what we like, but isn't necessarily what's commercially viable. So we sort of knew that it was probably only gonna be our favorite song but anytime someone else goes i really love tripping i i think that's the song that we really feel like
0: oh. well if you get the right if you get the right or roller skating and put that song on tiktok at the same time the sink is happening the sink is happening uh that's guys true. i love i love i love you guys so much uh i'm so happy to see your faces i'm so excited to see the 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 space for
3: the first time
0: for the first I mean as close to real life as it's going to get.
3: There's the French doors with the view.
0: Oh God!
3: And the couches and yeah. behind behind the thing is the kitchen. But I can't flip the. And it and
0: it and it sounds pretty good, huh? I see the soundproofing on the walls. It yeah, sounds pretty good we, then, huh? We
3: had it built custom, so it's a. Uh, fully, like, we paid for this fancy insulation yeah. and it's insulated from the roof all the way to the floor and uh, we've got all the sound From right. the windows to the walls? Yeah, exactly. Right. Double pane it. windows. It's all. Uh, there's it's enough all.
4: electricity in these 600 square feet for, like, okay. a
3: five, bedroom, five house. bedroom
4: house so there's a lot well, of insulation and a wow. lot of power
0: well the biggest the biggest question of course are we going to see you in june are you guys going to come down that's
4: a great question we have accumulated a camper since our last bonnaroo so it does become uh-huh. very Ooh. tempting uh-huh. to brad's seeing the camper, camper
3: i've seen the camper. Well, yeah we, we may
4: this would be kind of okay. the first year that we actually would be able to because
3: be every other
4: year we've been you know the one year we played it and pretty much every other year since we've been on the road during that time
0: well will you will you guys want to be a part of camp nut butter I mean, do you want to come camp with us if we're there, you right? want to bring come, the camp I'll, I'll make it happen we'll make it happen i'll we'll little it Yeah, it's just a
3: little guy yeah it's just a little pop-up. yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. I, mean,
0: that, I mean taco brings a bus yeah. it's, oh,
3: right. it's
0: the same it's yeah, the same thing exactly
3: yeah I think we can do it. it. Okay, well, do let's it. do it. That'd be true. You, All right. Are you are you gonna be there? We'll save or you a spot. I
0: yes, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I we'll see. Um, I actually did talk to Evan Bonaroo about this the other night. I because he drives down from from New York. I'm not doing that. I just can't. But I will fly maybe into like Chattanooga and then rent a car. I guess or get somebody to let me borrow a car. I don't really know. I haven't really worked it out. But yes, we are absolutely you know, planning on being there this I year. I got extra cars. Yeah, you got a lot of cards.
3: Wait, what does yeah, our tour manager always put on our guest list? What's the name? Oh. Spaghetti Joe? Spaghetti Dan? Spaghetti
4: Dan, yeah. So if
3: we end up playing it, we always every show we always put one person on the guest list named Spaghetti Dan, uh-huh. so that if, so, Dan. if somebody knows that, they can get into our show for free. <laughs> so if we end up playing Bonnaroo, you could get a free pass in and just say, you're Spaghetti Dan.
0: Are you guys actively talking about it?
3: Uh, between the two of us maybe but that's about it okay all right (laughs) has joe not made that call have we not made the call yet i don't know that this is our year for for our, okay. for our next comeback to
0: it. Okay. All right. Well, either way, I want you guys. Please come down, and uh, I mean, you know, you, you have tickets, so so come down and, and camp at least a day. Come down for at least a night. Yeah, that well, would. We totally you're too. Be you're bad. too close. Totally not, not. You're too close. Not to. Let's do
3: it. We, we'll do it. We'll come see you guys. Let's if that's the it. only okay. way yeah. we get to see you in person, Brad. Right. Yeah. Let's do it. I know. It. You it's won't come really visit tough. us. You never come oh,
0: visit us. <laughs> oh boy. You're starting <laughs> to sound like <laughs> Hurricane Linda. You're starting to sound like my mom.
3: He'll text me. He'll be like, "I'm in Tennessee." I'm like, "Don't tease." me bitch I'll be like are you coming to visit and he's like no no
0: no no. I'm just letting you know I'm in the same area code or the same zip code I'm
3: like cool great thanks
0: Uh huh. I've got a good family guys I love you so much thank you for this and and thanks for the uh, and really thanks for the album and it, for anybody that's listening or watching if you haven't spent some time with this listen to about for six, six seven hours uh, and then you'll love it yes yeah, but it only takes six or seven hours. The whole
1: season. Yeah. Yeah. I, I really
0: know. I, I couldn't say yeah. better things about this album. It is so, so, so good. And, you know, yeah, there's 27 songs on it, but I really legit think there are five, six, seven incredible, maybe the best stuff you guys have ever put out on Thanks. this record. So, um, I mean, arrangements in and of itself is so, so good. So, it's, a yeah, it's, it's a great album. It's a really really well done it's album. It's really good. And, and the art and love the Thanks artworks really good too.
4: Always sort of understanding what we're trying yeah. to do and put out into the world and uh, There'll be
3: there'll be more. We're already working on new stuff. So. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, You're I a I machine. picked have a new instrument. <laughs> Christmas oh, really? Chris learning bass. Wow. Yeah, look I, uh, at you. Oh, nice. It's very
0: wet leg of you.
4: I yeah. I uh I or it was very dead of me. I'm wearing a dead shirt right now. Oh,
0: love uh, the dead. Yeah.
4: Yeah, I picked up bass over I guess it was like a couple months ago, but I don't know, I went I got really into it and then I'm married to a music teacher basically. So he uh he has fostered that quite a bit and then I got some Christmas presents to go along with it, so
0: we're working on so, this stuff. The
3: next yeah. time you see us play live, you might see Kristen. <laughs>
0: All right, guys. Th- thanks so much. We'll talk to you Thank soon. You.
3: Thank you. Love bye. you. Bye.
0: Tell mom I said hi. Thank tell, you. tell mom
1: I said hi. We will. Love, love you guys. Linda. Bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> who get it done.